You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Carry Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. I speak as the oracles of God. I speak with grace that only God supplies. I decree in the name of Jesus that fruit shall be born. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So, Jesus' intentionality, I want to talk about the name. The name. Colossians chapter 3, 16 to 17 is our main text. Colossians chapter 3, 16 to 17. Colossians chapter 3, 16 to 17. That will be our main text. Let's all read together. What does it say? Remember what Christ taught and let his words enrich your lives. And make you wise. Teach them to each other. Hmm. Sing them out in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing to the Lord with thankful hearts. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the 17. And whatsoever you do or say, let it be as a representative of the Lord Jesus. And come along what? Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. So right now we're looking at whatever you do or say let it be as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Everything you do or say. So your actions and your words, praise God, you should be a representative of, of, oh, of. So what you say <laughs> and what you do you have to be conscious of who you represent. If you take it from the King James Version, look at what it says. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do all in the name of the Lord. TLB says, you do it as a reprieve. Because names 
represent people. Names represent people. And I'm going to come to that very soon. So in 2020, this is going to be your focus. That whatever you say or do, you are doing it or saying it knowing that you are representing Jesus. And you are doing it in his name. Praise God. No, are you getting the point? Let me come again. When you get married to somebody and you pick the name of the person, now your words and your deeds become a representation of that person. Because you have taken upon yourself their name. <laughs> Is this sinking? So you see, when it says, whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. He's saying that now you bear his name. And you are his nature. And therefore, everything you say or do, you are doing it in his name. Which has become your name. Oh, hello. <laughs> Somebody say the Jesus intentionality. You know, we have preached messages. And David took the five stones and represents Jesus. Five. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua. So, so how how does this how does this revelation fit? Hello. How does it fit now? So now David took how many stones? Five stones, and if he represents Jesus, Yeshua. Six letters. So so. <laughs> uh huh. And then we sing, "Give me a J." I've started revising some of my songs. <laughs> I'm going to take you through a journey and you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Look at John chapter 14, verse 10 to 14. John, 10, 14, John 14, 10 to 14. Let's all go. go. Don't believe that don't you believe that I am in the Father? And the Father is in me. The words I say are not my own, but are from my Father who lives in me. And he does his work through me. Who is speaking? Okay, let's continue. Go. Just believe it. That 
I am in the Father. And the Father is in me. Or else, believe it because of the mighty miracles you have seen me do. Oh, hello. Now look at the next, the next um, verse. It's very interesting. Go. In solemn truth, I tell you, anyone believing in me shall do the same miracles I have done. And even greater ones. Because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask him for anything. You can ask him for anything doing what? Using my name. Who's, who's, whose name? And he says, if you use my name, what will happen? He will do it for you. For this will bring praise to the Father because of what I, the Son, will do for you. What is the Son going to do? Because the Son is going to give his life. Praise God. The Son is going to give his Okay? And because the son is going to give his life, his name is going to be the blueprint. And you understand when he says, I will do it for you. Because this one is not prayer. This one is Making a demand. Because he said he will do it for you, not the father. When we are praying, we pray in Jesus' name. But we say, Father, in the name. But when we are declaring, we declare directly in Jesus' name. So when we, <laughs> when we make demands, we make demands directly in Jesus' name. But when we are praying, we pray the Father in Jesus' name. Look at John 16. Let's already go. In just a while, I'll be gone. Oh, read with me. And you will see me. Okay. But just a little while after that, and you will see me again. Next. Whatever he's saying, uh-huh. I like the English. Okay, next. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him, so he said, are you asking yourselves what I mean? Okay, next. The world will greatly rejoice over what is going to happen to me. And you will weep, but your weeping shall suddenly be turned 
to wonderful joy when you see me again. It will be the same joy as that of a woman in labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives place to rapturous joy. And the pain is forgotten. You have sorrow now. But I will see you again. And then you will rejoice. And no one can rob you of that joy. Oh, praise God. Now look at the next. 23, go. At that what? What is that time? What is that time? What is he talking about? At that time. What is that time? So, after his resurrection, all that he was describing was his death and burial. And he said, you are going to be weeping. And those who killed me will be rejoicing. But whilst you are weeping, you are actually sowing for your joy to come up. And when your joy comes up, nobody can take that joy away from you. Oh, praise God. Are you understanding it? And so he's going to tell them what that joy really... Okay, so let's go. Go. At that time, mm -hmm. for you can go directly to the Father and ask him and he will give you what you ask because you When he dies and he resurrects, now his, names be, his name becomes the legacy. And when you use the name, the father will respond. Let me finish this. He said, you haven't tried this before. Because as he was speaking, they don't pray in the name of Jesus. They prayed in the name of just the Father. But he says, when I die and I resurrect, this name is what you're going to use. And anybody that uses this name, the Father will respond to him. Oh, praise God. Are you hearing me? So when you say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, is the Lord's prayer. It's not the Lord's prayer. <laughs> it's not the Lord's prayer. That's why he said, you have not tried this before. The prayer he taught them to pray was a prayer before his death, burial, resurrection. That's why he said, thy kingdom come. But the moment he died and resurrected, his kingdom came. And his will was done. On earth as it is in heaven. Because that is what God promised mankind from Genesis. And so the promise of God has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Let's go again. He says what? Ask. Mm -hmm. 
using my name and you will receive and your cup of joy will overflow. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, when you understand this and you are praying in the name of Jesus, you will see great results. Do you know there were, there were some guys called the seven sons of Sceva? You know they prayed in the name of Jesus. And they said, ah, we are praying. In the name of Jesus, the one that Apostle Paul. And do you know that most believers pray in the same way? You see, they pray. I pray in the name of Jesus. In their mind, the one that pastor uses. And guess results. You, you know, you hear them say, the God of, the God of, the God of, Chata. <laughs> may it never, may it never come from your mouth. There's only one name. There's only one name. And I'm going to give you an understanding to the full import of that name. Praise God. Let's go to Mark 16, 15 to 18. Mark 16, 15. I'm laying the foundation. Let's go. And then he told them, mm -hmm, you are to go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone Everywhere, okay, go. Those who believe and are baptized will be saved. But those who refuse to believe will be condemned. Next. And those who believe shall use my authority to cast out demons. And they shall speak new languages. Mm -hmm. They will be able to even handle snakes with safety. Don't go and take snakes. It is not literal. Praise God. Yeah, it is not what? Literal. So that's why studying of the Bible is key. You don't just read the Bible, you study the Bible. So there are certain things that are literal. There are certain things that are not literal. They are what we call hyperboles. And if you... If you <laughs> there are certain exaggerations. So you need to study literature. Bible literature is key to understanding scriptures. So you don't take everything hook, line, and sinker. So the Bible says, I can take snake. I watched that video. Did you watch that video? A young man who was praying and he was holding the snake. And he beat him till he died. He said, we shall take serpent. So he was holding the serpent and was praying. Okay. So if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. And they will be able to place their hands on the sick and what? Heal them. Okay, let's go next. Matthew 28. So he says, you use my name, and that is my authority. And by that authority, you will do all these wonderful things. Praise God. All right. Matthew 28. Go. He told his disciples, I have been given what? Given what? 
all means. Okay, in heaven and earth. Okay, go. Therefore, go and make disciples in, the, in all the nations, baptizing them into the... So when we are baptized, we say, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what we say. Okay. So you think that in heaven there are three chairs. So there's one, Father. And then there's one, Son. And then there's one. Yes. So God is three. Eh? God is three. Three in one. So you think that Bible contradicts itself? The Trinity is the concept of God's redemption for man. The Trinity is the concept of God's redemption for man. Some of you say, oh, when they were baptizing Jesus, then Jesus, the Father spoke from heaven with a loud voice. This is my beloved son. So the father spoke. And then the son was there. So Jesus was there. And then the Holy Ghost came upon like a dove. If you read Isaiah, Jesus himself said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon. So what is referred to as the father who spoke is the spirit that spoke. It is not, it, it, <laughs> the father, when Jesus said, told Philip, Philip, if you have seen the father, you have seen me. And he said, I am in the father, and the father is in me. So you see, the son, Jesus, came as the God. To be delivered. It doesn't mean that there is the father sitting there at another side and then waiting. Now, when we are explaining the Trinity, there is no way you can explain the Trinity without understanding the redemption concept. That is why in the first dispensation we see the Father. And the promise of the Son, Jesus, is God to become man. And when God becomes man, then he comes by his spirit as the limitless God living in man. So there's nothing like you have God the Father sitting here. And there are three hierarchies. So there's a smaller chair. Jesus said that the words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. He said before Abraham, I am, not I was. That's error. I am. So if you say Jesus is God, what do you mean by Jesus is God? 
is the reason why sometimes we, we, we think the word of God has flaws. Because we are not able to understand the word of God the way we must understand it. So, there's nothing like... So, when you are saying in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, what you are actually saying is the fulfillment of God who is, who is Jesus, who is revealed to man. That is how God has shown himself. And so we know God by Jesus. When you say, I know the Father, it's because Jesus has been revealed. And if you say, I have the Holy Spirit, it's because Jesus has been revealed. Are you understanding it? Let's go to the next. And then, and then take these new disciples to obey all my commands I have given you. And be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Next. Luke chapter 9, 49 to 51. Go. His disciples, John, came to him and said, mm, Master, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons. So even before his death, they were using his name. And demons were responding. And said, we told him not to. After all, he isn't in our group. You see somebody using the name of Jesus. He's not in our church. <laughs> Stop using the name. <laughs> okay, let's go. But Jesus said, you shouldn't have done that. For anyone who is not against you is for you. Oh, praise God. Tell somebody, have a kingdom mentality. As the time drew near for his return to heaven, he moved steadily onward toward Jerusalem with an iron wheel. He was going to die. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. All right. Let's look at the next. I'm just giving you instances where Jesus' name was used. Amen. Okay. Luke 10, 17 to 19. Go. When the 70 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him. What did they say? Now, so how is it that you are using the name? And things are not happening. That, that's, 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 how, how? It's because we are ignorant. We are very ignorant. So let's go into this. He said, yes, I, he told them, I, I, I saw Satan falling from heaven as a flash of what? All of this is because the name was what? Used. Praise God. And I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy to walk amongst serpents, scorpions, to crush them. Nothing shall what? Nothing shall what? Injure you. Okay. Give me the next slide. I want to go into it now. So now, 
you realize that names in the Bible are used to describe people and what they do. So, let's take somebody like Adam. What is the meaning of Adam? What's the meaning of Adam? I don't want to look into anybody's face. What's the meaning of Adam? First man. The meaning of Adam is face of blood. Yeah, face of blood. Face of blood. Okay, so if you look at Genesis, Acts chapter, sorry, Acts chapter 17, verse 26, you realize that Apostle Paul makes reference to this. He said he created all the people of the world from one man, from one, from one, from one. He created all the people. Of all the people of the world. From what? One man what? Adam. So Adam is representing both what? Male and female. Are you getting the point? Yes. So the name Adam is given because blood showed up. Blood showed up. Blood showed up. So, so um, the whites sometimes use this. Um, to say that they are the real human beings. Because their blood shows. You know, even when they are angry, you see their blood showing in their face. So it means that they are real human beings. We are not. God have mercy on them. But that is not what it means. It means that the first to show blood. In other words, the first to be created for the entire species of humanity. Praise God. Is that clear? Okay. So the name is describing exactly what Adam came to do. Praise God. Okay. And then names also describe experiences. Say experiences. So somebody like Seth, who was the first that was actually born after the fall. So Adam and Eve, after the fall, when humanity had experienced frailty, Seth was born. And Seth was named Seth because humanity has become frail. Are you here with me? Uh -huh. Humanity has become what? Frail. Frail. I didn't see you. Good to see you. <laughs> Humanity has become frail. Praise God. Due to the sin of Adam and Eve. So what it means is that Adam was created perfect. Is that right? He was never going to die. But because now sin came in, now man will die. So Seth came in. And was given that name because of frailty. Praise God. And then 
Names are given because of their understanding. One's understanding gives them a certain name. Abram means what? Exalted father. And then he was named Abraham because the Lord spoke to him specifically. What did the Lord say? He said he's going to make him a father of many nations. And therefore his name was Abraham. No more Abram. Okay? Yes. So because of the understanding of the word name was given. Praise God. Alright, so you can realize that people were named because of the assignment, because of the experiences, because of the understanding they have about themselves. Praise God. And what God was going to do with their lives. Let's look at Exodus chapter 3, 12 to 14. Exodus 3, 12 to 14. Then God told him, who is God talking to? Hello? Hey, who is God talking to? All right, so Moses. Then God told him, I will certainly be with you. And this is the proof that I am the one who is sending you. When you have led the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God here upon this mountain. Okay, next. But Moses asked, mm-hmm. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them that their father's God has sent me, they would ask. Yes. Which God are you talking about? Okay. What shall I tell them? So, let's look at God's response. The what? Mm-hmm. Was the reply. Just say what? Just say what? Just say what? Just say what? I am has what? So, God himself was the one who answered Moses and said, my name is I am. So, God says, you can't give me a name. To limit me. So don't add anything. I am. Whatever. You can think of. I can be. I don't have limits. I don't have boundaries. So I can say, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? That's why he first started by saying, I am sovereign. In other words, I have all authority. I have all power. I cannot be limited. Oh, praise God. Look at Exodus 6, 1 to 3. Exodus 6, 1 to 3. Let's all read it. Go. Now you will see what I shall do to Pharaoh. You remember this encounter? Okay. When they were to leave what? E Egypt. Okay. Good. 
Let's go. The Lord said, told Moses, yes. He must be forced to let my people go. He will not only let them go, but will drive them out of his land. Next. Go. I am what? I am what? I am what? I am what? This word Jehovah is not a name that was even mentioned. It's the same name as Yahweh. And in the Hebrew, you don't even mention this name. And it's a tetragrammaton word. And so it's been made just a four-letter word, and it's not even mentioned. And if you have to write it, you have to say some dangerous prayers, clean your hands, because it is to be revered. As a matter of fact, he says, I am Jehovah, the Almighty. There was nothing like God there. The translators put it there. But all he's saying, I am Jehovah, the Almighty. I'm Yahweh. Yahweh. That's my name. Who appeared to Abraham, mm -hmm. Isaac, uh-huh. Now look at what he said. Go. Though I did not reveal my name, Jehovah, to them. I'm coming now. So they didn't know him by the name he is. Are you here with me? So you see, for most of them, they called God by their personal revelation of him. So when they have an experience, they call him by that. When he provides for them, he says he's mine. When he heals them, he says he's my Jehovah Raph. Are you here with me? You will see how privileged we are. I did not reveal my name, Jehovah, to them. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. So we have El Shaddai, God Almighty, the sufficient, all-sufficient, God of the mighty breasted one. When Hagar was running away, he had a personal encounter with God. He says, how, how Abraham and the wife are treating me, God sees. So he says, the God who sees. <laughs> okay, Abraham, at the time of giving Isaac, the Lord has already provided. It's not the Lord who provides, He has already what? Provided. Because before Abraham would come, the lamb was in the ticket. <laughs> when their water was bitter, 
and he asked them to put a dry stick to change the taste. And the moment they did that, they said, he is the God who heals. The God who, as a matter of fact, the word there, Rapha, doesn't mean God will heal. It actually means God is our vaccine. Uh-huh. Yeah, God is our vaccine. So what is it, <laughs> it means is that he has injected into your system so that when sickness even comes, it can't penetrate. That's why he said, there shall be no one sick in Zion. Just like you give your children vaccination against polio. Six killer diseases. You have already been injected against every disease. Praise God. When the Lord gave them victory, they said, the Lord is my banner. <laughs> yeah. On and on and on and on. So, anytime they had an encounter, they gave God a name by their encounter. Look at Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. I'm taking it from the Amplified Version. I want everybody to give me your rapt attention. Very rapt attention here. Everybody. Give me your very rapt attention. Okay, so let's go. God, having spoken to the fathers long ago, in the voices and writings of the prophet, in many separate revelations. So, in the Old Testament, God revealed himself to them in various separate ways. So by their encounters, God was revealed to them. Ah. Are you getting the point? God was revealed to them in separate ways. That's why if you look at Genesis... Moses was not there. But he wrote Genesis. How did he see Genesis? Because God showed him by vision. Are you getting the point? Yes. So he was not there, but God took him there. Okay? Yes. There were some, they were given the script. So God spoke and they wrote. You know, so they encountered God in several ways. For some of them, it is their experience, and they wrote their experience. Are you here with me? Okay. In many separate revelations, go, each of which set forth what? A portion of the truth, and in many ways. So they didn't have their whole truth. They had portions of the truth. Are you here? 
they had portions of the truth. They didn't have the full revelation of God. And therefore, his name, which represents God, who he is, can never be revealed to them. They would try to figure it out. They were given portions, but they didn't have the full of it. Are you here? Okay. Next. Go. Has, oh, I want you to read it loud and clear. Go. Has in these last days, what? Spoken with, with what? With what? With what? With what? Is there to be another revelation? He has spoken what? With finality. God, what does he say? To, to who? Put your hand on your chest and say to. To. Okay, in the. Of. Of. Of one. Mm -hmm. Who is by his character and nature his son, namely Jesus, whom he appointed heir and Wait, wait, aye, aye. So when you are calling the name of Jesus, you are calling the lawful owner of all things. Are you here with me? Adam, who was the first man, was a steward. God told him, dress it and what? Keep it. But the last and second Adam is the lawful owner. Are you here? <laughs> okay. He said, through whom also, what? He created what? The universe. That is, the universe as a space, time, matter, continuum. Everything within. Hey, are you here? Look at the next. Look at the next. Go. The sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being, the brilliant light of the divine, and the exact representation and perfect imprint. And the upholding and maintaining and propelling of all things. The entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word. Carrying the universe along to its pre... Look at the verse. Go. When he himself... Uh-huh. And no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, accomplished purification from sins and established our freedom from guilt. He sat down, revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high, revealing his divine authority. 
having become as much superior to angels, since he has inherited a more excellent and glorious name than they, that is, son, the name. Praise God. So now, Yahweh has been revealed in Christ. Are you understanding the point? The name that was revealed in portions, in finality, has been revealed. Oh, praise God. When he said, I have lifted my word above my name. That was what he was saying. You had the portions of some names. And they used to call my name Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shammah. He said, Jesus, who is the word, is lifted above all these names. Who is Jesus? The word. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was God. Without the word was nothing made that was made. In him was light, and the light was the life of man. The light shines in darkness, the darkness could not comprehend. Listen. When you call this name, the whole of the universe answers to it. (laughs) It is not in the letters. No, it is not in the letters. It is in who he is and what he has done. That's why the name Jesus in the Hebrew is the name Yeshua. Yeshua means Savior. Are you here with me? He is the Savior of the world. Savior of mankind. Savior of Everything that needed redemption. And he is the God man. So you see, (laughs) when you call that name, we are going back and then we are calling Jehovah Rapha. We like the portions. (laughs) Because we don't have the revelation of the full name. You see, the moment you say in the name of Jesus, it locates by itself what needs to be addressed. It doesn't need an attachment. Are you 
you getting the point? Listen to me very carefully. Listen to me. The only thing that stops you is knowledge. It is the only thing that stops you. It's the only thing. But when you know and you work it, tomorrow I will speak to the power that is at work in the name. Because that is what makes the name what it is. And that same power is at work in you. And that is why the sense of Skiva will call on that name and it cannot connect. But you, according to the power that worketh in you, the moment you call the name, it draws. It is the same way we shall be raptured. Because we are connected. Are you here with me? Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Carry Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Carry Center International, living heaven on earth. to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Carry Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. This has been God's plan from the foundations of the world. And so, in the Old Testament, God revealed himself to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets. But he revealed himself to them in different portions and in separate ways. But he did not give them the full revelation of himself. Are you understanding me? So, as they experienced God, they called him by that name. And that's how come if Abraham would experience God as 
God who provides, he calls him Jehovah Jireh. The God who provides even before I have a need. How did that happen? Because he had an experience where God told him to offer Isaac. And in offering Isaac, a lamb showed in the thicket, already caught. And God said, use this. And it's actually typifying Christ to come. So Abraham knows God as the one who provides. The Israelites at a point when they were from Egypt got to a place and the water was bitter. And so they prayed. And when they prayed, God gave Moses direction that they should put a stick in the water. And the water became sweet. And the moment the water became sweet, they called God Jehovah Rofeka. The God who heals. As a matter of fact, Rofeka means the God who actually gives us vaccination. Like you give your children the vaccine that takes care of the six killer diseases. So what it means is that God gives you the injection in your system so that no sickness can attack you. That's how come the Israelites throughout the wilderness none was worried, none was sick. Because Jehovah was their healer. So as how God reveals himself to them, they called him by that name. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. God having spoken to the fathers long ago in voices and writings of the prophets in many separate revelations. In how many revelations? Many separate revelations. Each of which set forth a portion of the, a portion of what? A portion of what? So it was not the whole, each of them received a portion of the, and said in many ways. Has in these last days spoken with what? With what? Finer. Finer. So in the New Testament, God has spoken with what? Finality. Okay. So God has spoken and he has spoken to the end of the world. Finality. God will not speak again. How did God speak? Let's all read. Go. To us in the person of who? One. And who is that person? 
Who by, no, read, read what is there. Go. Who by his character and what? Nature. His son, namely. So, how did God speak? He spoke through who? His son who? Jesus. Praise God. And who is Jesus? Continue, go. Whom he appointed heir and what? Lawful owner of all, 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 through whom also he created the universe. That is, the universe as a space, time, matter, whatever is created that has not been discovered. Is even a part of it. And God has spoken through Jesus, who is the lawful owner of all things that were created, that are to be created. Let's continue. The sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God reflecting God's Shekinah glory. The light being, the brilliant light of the divine, the exact representation and perfect imprint of his father's essence. And upholding and maintaining and propelling all things. The entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word carrying the universe along to its predetermined goal. So, as the forefathers saw the portions, God was introducing them to the whole truth. That is why Jesus was able to tell them, I am the way. <laughs> the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, now we don't have the portions of the truth. We have the truth himself. The finality of truth has been given. And he is the one that is carrying the universe and everything in it to its predetermined goal. Are you here? Oh, Jesus. Look at 1 Corinthians 2. 
6 to 12. Let's all read. Go. Yet when I'm among mature Christians, I do speak with words of great wisdom, but not the kind that comes from here on. Okay. And not the kind that appeals to the great men of this who are doomed to fall. Okay, next. Go. Our words are wise because they are from God, telling of God's wise plan to bring us into the glories of heaven. This plan was hidden in former times, though it was made for our benefit before the world began. So this plan was hidden. So all those you call the powerful men they saw bits of the plan, but they didn't see the full plan. <laughs> you now understand why Jesus says, among all those who are born of women, John the Baptist is the greatest. Because John the Baptist saw the full plan. But he says, even John the Baptist, among those born in the kingdom, he's the least. Because he saw the plan. But the plan did not reside in him. But for you and I, he resides in us. He lives in you. You contain Jesus, the king of glory. The full plan of God. The full revelation of God. Are you understanding? Are you getting it? Let's go to the next. But the great men of the world have not understood it. If they had, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory. Because they didn't understand the plan. That's why they crucified him. Because they didn't even know him. But thank God you know him. Are you here with me? Go to this. That is what is meant by the scriptures. We say that what? No mere man has ever seen, heard, or even imagined what wonderful things God has ready for those who love the Lord. Hallelujah. Wonderful things he has for you and I. Because we know him. Because we know him, we know the plan. So we understand the purpose of God. We walk in the fullness of that revelation. We can understand things that mere men can never understand. But we know about these things. 
Because God has sent his spirit to tell us. And his spirit searches out and shows us all of God's deepest secrets. Not some. All. 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 Of God's deepest secrets. We know them. No one can really know what anyone else is thinking. Or what he is really like. Except that person himself. And no one can know God's thought. Except God's own spirit. And therefore when you are explaining things. For somebody who doesn't know him. They don't understand. Because the spirit must be in them. To be able to open them up. To what you are saying. Otherwise they can't understand it. So the other day, some seven sons of Sceva, the high priest, they don't have him. But they wanted to use the name of this Jesus. So they went to pick a guy who has some demons. And they said, you, we're going to cast you out. He said, in the name of Jesus. The Jesus that Paul and Silas uses by that name. Get out. And the demon looked at him. <laughs> and I'm sure the demon would have laughed. He said, Paul, I know. You. Who are you? And the demon beat them and stripped them naked till they had to run away because they are not connected. You see, people think that it is just about mentioning the name. Let me ask you, when there is no power in a wire, when you connect, do you see any light? <laughs> because it has no connection. Hey! Take me to Philippians. Philippians. Chapter 2, 5 to 10. Your attitude should be the kind that was shown us by Jesus Christ. Who though he was God did not demand and cling to his rights as God. So he's God. But laid aside his mighty power and glory, taking the disguise of a slave and becoming like men. And he humbled himself even further, going so far 
as actually to die a criminal's death on a cross. Yet it was because of this that God raised him up to the heights of heaven and gave him a name which is above every other name. Next. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God So when God looked at man and decided to come to man, God said, I need to build a concept. So God said, I am the father. So I am coming as the son. So the father came as the son. How did he come? He came by the spirit. Overshadowed Mary. Am I speaking to you? Did did you hear what I said? So the father. By the spirit, his spirit overshadowed Mary. And Mary became pregnant and gave birth to the son. Are you understanding it now? Are you understanding it now? So there's nothing like there's a father sitting somewhere on one chair and then he came. So God became three. Then the son came. And then later the spirit came. So if you go to heaven you see three chairs. Father, son. No. He said, behold Israel, the Lord your God is one God. But for the concept of redemption, he became three personalities. That is what you call three in one. So he became God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Read your Bible. When Jesus was being baptized, Bible said a voice. First, he said the spirit descended upon him and a voice spoke from heaven. He never said the father spoke. He said a voice. The voice is not the voice of the father. The voice is the voice of the spirit. Because John the Baptist was a prophet. So he saw in the spirit what was happening. 
And he saw the spirit descend on him like a dove, not a dove. Like. In other verse, he says, in the form of a dove. That's why Jesus, when he was reading in the synagogue, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Are you here with me? So what did, what did God do? All God did is this. He says, as I showed myself to the prophets, I didn't show them my name. So, as God the Father, as God the Son, as God the Holy Spirit, I am bringing to humanity my full revelation in one name. So that any time they want to call God, they will call me by that name. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is now called Jesus. <laughs> so now, when you mention the name Jesus, which has satisfied all the requirements. He was given the name by birth, by inheritance. <laughs> he was given the name by conquest. He conquered death. And he was given the name by honor. He has now achieved a more excellent name. So at the mention of that name, every knee bows. And that is why Jesus told them that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And whoever has seen the Father has seen me. I and the Father are one. Oh, praise God. And he said that you have never tried this. This one, you have never tried it. You have prayed. And anytime you are praying, you pray in other names. Because that's your experience of God. But now, you are going to pray. And when you pray, you are going to use my name. And when you use my name, the Father is going to listen to you. And everything that you ask, he's going to do it for you through my name. You look at John 14 and John 16. He showed us two types of prayer. One is a demand. The other is proper prayer. In John 14, 
He said, greater work shall you do. Are you here? And then he said, greater works than these. Than these. So, if you are doing Bible study, you go back to find out what he did. He had done some miracles. And he said, greater work than these miracles, you will do. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? And he says, when you use my name, I will answer. This one, he didn't say the father will answer. He said, I will answer. Now listen. That kind is what happened in Acts chapter 3. When Peter saw blind, uh, the blind, uh, the, the cripple sitting at the beautiful gate. Peter didn't say, Father, in the name of Jesus. No. He didn't pray. He made a demand. He said, silver and gold I don't have. But such as I have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk as I you will just make a demand and you make the demand by the name and so far as you make the demand by the name he said I will answer you don't need to go through the father you don't need to speak to the father you make the demand and by my name it shall be done you just bring the password you just call the password you just call the code and the father knows it everybody has settled it i have made the conquest go to acts chapter 3 and look at how peter responded Look at how Peter responded to them. Acts chapter 3, 11 going. He says, while he clung to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's portico. Utterly astonished. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? And why do you stare at us as though by our own power and piety we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, <laughs> and the God of our ancestors. What is this? So he's now, you see how they know. They know God by the ancestors. He's mentioned all of those. Watch this. Has glorified his servant. The one you call the God of Abraham. The one you call the God of Isaac. The one you call the God of Jacob. Has glorified himself. Has revealed himself. 
Jesus. By doing this. This same Jesus. Whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate. Despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected his holy righteous one. And instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. And, the wit and, and we are witnesses of this fact. Everybody read. Go. Through faith. Ah, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. It is the faith in the name. The name. The name. The name. The name. No other name. There is one name. God is known by one name. God is known by one name. That name is Jesus. Faith in that name. Why? Because that name. The Father. Son. Holy Ghost. Give me Colossians 2.9. Give me Colossians 2 9. Give me Colossians 2 9. Colossians 2 9. Ah! For Christ, in Christ, there, there is all of. Ah! There is what? All of God in what? So the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, all of them are in who? Are in who? So when you mention the name of Jesus, you are calling the Father to work. You are calling the Son to work. You are calling the Holy Ghost to work. Jesus. Are you here? listen to me very carefully the name of Jesus is not a cliche it is not it is not when you mention Jesus you are mentioning the Godhead revealed When you mention Jesus, you are mentioning the full revelation of God revealed. And that's why if you understand this and you pray in the name of Jesus, nothing stops you. Did you hear what I said? He is the lawful owner of all things. You don't need distance. That's why he said, a time is coming when the true worshipers shall worship me in spirit and in truth. He said, you shall no more go to Jerusalem nor Samaria. 
No, no location. Do you know why we come here? The reason why we come here is to come and learn more of him. So we can know him better. Are you getting the point? Yes. When we get here, then we make this place the place of worship. But as a matter of fact, right now you are the one who carries God. You carry God to the market. You carry God to the office. You carry God to the football field. You carry God wherever you go. Wherever you go, you contain God. And you can't tell me that your village witch can be able to hunt you down when you are carrying God on the inside. You can tell me that that sickness can kill you when you are carrying the fullness of God in the inside. talking about ah, for in Christ there is all of God in the human body so if you now are the career of Christ it means the father it means the son it means the spirit lives inside of you the whole of the Godhead you contain what are you talking about sickness has no place poverty has no place there is nothing that can stop you because you are unstoppable listen to me you are carrying the one there are certain things he wants me to talk about Give me Ephesians 3.20. 3.19. Give me one. one, one nineteen. sorry. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Toward us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power. Ephesians 3.20. Also says. He will do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above. What we ask. Or think. And he's going to do that through his mighty power. At work. Within us. To accomplish. Infinitely. More than we might. Hey. Listen to me. It means that you are carrying the fullness of God in your spirit. And he says, there are so much bullets, available power. You see, the 119 talks about four kinds of powers. That, ready. One is called dunamis. Another is called kratos. Another is called iskus. And then another is called energia. Dunamis is the inherent power that is in the omnipotent God. Kratos is the faculty of that power. Eesh. 
Iskus is your ability to draw the power. When Paul said, I can do all things, the word do there is the word Iskus. In other words, I can draw the power for my use to take what I need to take, to do what I need to do, to go through what I need to go through, to salvage what I need to salvage. And energia is the workings of the power. The power at work. Are you getting the point? <laughs> the power at work. So you see, when you know the dunamis, which is the explosive power, and you know the head of the power, the faculty, the kratos, the one that, is, that creates the power, ah, and you are able to draw iskus, the power, and then the power, the energy, begin to work in the situation, nothing stops you. Are you getting the point here? Uh, listen to me very carefully. If a believer knows that all of this is in the name. That's why he says the power that is at work in you. When I tell people I don't know failure. They don't understand. It is not boasting. Because I know who I carry. Listen to me very carefully. Nothing in this world can stop you. It has, it, it has not been born. It can never be born. If they try to even give birth to it, the lawful owner shall abort it. This is how you are entering 2020. I said this is how you are entering 2020. You are going to dismantle battles and plots of the enemy even before you get into 2020. That when they surge at you, you are already plugged and wired to defeat. Are you understanding my point? And you see, because you already know and you walk in this understanding, you are not going to pray when the situation happens. Like Peter, you make a demand. Are you getting the point? You see, that's why the believer must be praying privately. You see, that's why continuous prayer is key. Because then the moment you do that, listen very carefully. The moment you do that, all the four aspects of the power is at work by the time you get out of your house. So you see, the moment you meet the situation, <laughs> you make a demand. And you say, in the name of Jesus, you have no right. I speak to you by the authority in that name. Come out in the name of Jesus. 
remember at a time, somebody was giving me a hard time. There was something that we need to take for the church. And the people were just disturbing. And I prayed. I didn't understand this by then. So I was praying the second one in John 16. I'll talk about some of those later. So I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask, Lord. And then I prayed through. I went to the office. The bedding was still there. If you're a believer, you know. Listen, when you conquer, you know you are conquered. Because you first conquer in your spirit before you see it physically. The moment the joy begins to spark in your spirit, you know it is done. Hmm. So I went to the office. The bedding was still there. So around 3 o'clock, I left the office and came back home. And then I was still continuing to pray. And then I flashed on something on YouTube. Listen carefully. It was Bishop Oyedepo. And the Lord spoke through him to me. Before then, I already had a dream that he was lying down and he asked me to lie on him. So, I just decided, let me go. There are points in time God will tell me, listen to this man of God. Listen to that man of God. Listen to that man of God. So, at that time, he was the one I was listening to. So, he said, open your mouth and speak. That was it. It was not five minutes. It was not two minutes. It was like, Five seconds. That's all I heard. Open your mouth and speak. And so I just began to speak in the name of Jesus. The moment I was done, then the Lord gave me instruction. Take your iPad. You have some flyers. Go and show to them. Flyers on an iPad. What would that do? But the moment I got there and I showed, hey, this is what you want to do. We're giving you the property. <laughs> because there's a time to pray. To build the power. And there's the time to release the power. Listen, the other one is this. One of the greater works that he said he would do is speaking in tongues. Because he, Jesus, never spoke in tongues. So, when he said greater works you will do if you check the supernatural miracles 
one of the supernatural miracles is for us to speak in tongues. Because that one, he didn't do it. When you speak in tongues, you are speaking the language of the Godhead. As a kingdom citizen. Because if Jesus is the full revelation of the Godhead and you are speaking in tongues by the Holy Ghost, who is in the Godhead? Then it means that you are speaking the very spirit of Jesus. You are speaking the word of Jesus. And he is speaking directly through you to whatever situation you are dealing with. If you are here and you are born again and you don't speak in tongues, all you need to do, I don't need to call you forward. Wherever you are standing, just lift your head and say, Father, I thank you for the gift of the language of the spirit, which is my inheritance. And the moment you finish, begin to speak in tongues. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? Now, the moment you say that, it is tongues that will come. Don't let the devil lie to you. Oh, you are speaking your own mind. It's not true. It is the lie of the devil that has stopped many from enjoying their benefit and their inheritance in speaking in tongues. There's no way. Just last week, um, what was um, 25th, I went to the campus. I went to the students. And I asked them, how many of you don't speak in tongues? All of them who came, all of them spoke. Because the thing is, the spirit is already... So what you need to do is to express the language of the spirit. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.